You are now listening to the Mother and Daughter Empowerment Podcast, where we discuss relevant topics using our perspectives as mother, daughter, and women. The voice you just heard is my mom, Georgette. And that voice was my daughter, my peanut. <clears throat> she means her daughter, Zakia. Well, you'll always be my peanut. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome to The Wind Down. Yes, we are so glad you decided to join us for this series. So please grab a glass of wine and come chat with us. Let's start sipping. All right. So in this particular quarter one wind down, um, we're going to go back to January and talk about all the things that have happened or been happening in our lives and in the world. And the most significant one for me, and actually for you, is that you got married. Yeah, that's funny. (laughs) (laughs) The first event of the year. Yeah, the first event of the year we brought in with my wedding. Yes, it was beautiful and um, memorable, all those things. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, on the scale of weddings, it was a good wedding. <laughs> <laughs> on a scale of 1 to 10, I give it a 12. Yeah. I the people, did. you know, the people that were important to be there were there. Um, obviously, Vincent showed up. You were the <laughs> runaway bride. Um, so that was good. You know, the food was good. The, the company was good. Um, it was yeah. wonderful. It was the best wedding that they'd been to. So, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'll take it. I mean, it was it was really neat. I think that, you know, your auntie was able to um, officiate, you know, your wedding mm-hmm. that made it, you know, really special, too. So. Um, so, yeah, I, I thought it was really, really a wonderful day. Yeah, it was. And then for me, um, right after that, we went on our honeymoon well, like a mini honeymoon. Um, but we went to L.A., which was my first time in California. So. That was exciting. Yeah, I've never spent, um, I've I've been to California a couple of times, but I've never spent any real time there um, Mm -hmm. and definitely not in L.A. You know, I went through, I guess it's Los Angeles County where Beverly Hills and Mm -hmm. um, the Hollywood side, you know, Hollywood and all that kind of stuff, you know, saw some of the touristy stuff man's Chinese theater and everything like that. But I've never really, you know, I was there long enough to take a picture and then, you know, bounce on out yeah yeah no it was really fun um it was a good experience of course there are some things there that are illegal that are not legal everywhere yeah Mm. so that was and um yeah it was just a really cool like you know just chill sort of vibe it was cold so that was really what I expected um but anyway so (laughs) it's just being from the east coast like what you hear about California it's just like you know perfect sunny days and whatever so I still expected it to be a bit warmer than it was, but um, we had a good time. Yeah. And that's all that matters. And that's the thing with, um, you know, taking trips and stuff and making memories. It really doesn't matter about the weather. I mean, the weather can impact, obviously, um, what kind of a good time you have or how how much of a good time you have or whatever. But you got to just kind of put it in its proper place and just remember what why you're there and who you're there with and just make the best of it. So, yeah, agreed. Yeah. So, um Another thing that uh, I wanted to kind of talk about a little bit. Oh, you know yeah. what I realized? What? We didn't even tell them what we're sipping on. 
Oh, we didn't. You're right. What are you drinking? So I have a bottle. Okay, I've never heard of this before, but it was a wedding gift. It's really good. So it's called, I guess, the the brand, the winery, whatever. It's Santa Teresa. Um, and it's a Moscato Diasti. Is that how you say it? Diasti? Yeah. Okay. Sounds good <laughs> to me. Um, it's it's good. It's really good. Okay. And I am sipping on Lavastra Prosecco Rosé. Mm. And it's an extra dry Italian sparkling wine. Okay. So, you know, it's kind of a combination of all the things that I like, like, you know, the sparkling right? and a little bit. Well, I'm that always here. Perfect. For seven, so. Yeah. So. Okay. So, go ahead. Yeah, we got that out of the way. Um, so, gas prices. Mm. and the craziness with that I mean um, I'm sure it affected well I don't know because you guys probably purchased your tickets last year before this whole big spiky thing happened but Mm -hmm. gas prices are through the roof and um, I'm losing my mind because my car takes premium and I have never had to pay almost $5 a gallon for gas y'all them fancy cars see my (laughs) little You could put water in her tank and she'll run. It's fine. <laughs> no, gas prices are really like it's kind of crazy. Luckily, I work from home, so um, yeah. I don't like drive every day. I do go to the gym three times a week, so that's the most like consistent of me getting out. But it's also really close, so it hasn't been like I'm filling up all the time and paying a lot more. But it is crazy how high the gas prices are. Yeah, like I don't even know what it costs to fill up my tank right now because I never let it get below like a quarter of the tank anyway. Mm -hmm. But I play this game with myself where I only put like $45 a week in my car. Mm -hmm. So it gets me what it gets me. And it's enough to, it never fills it. But, you know, it's enough for me to, you know, get back and forth to work and run my little errands. So $45 a week? $45 a week. Mm -mm. (laughs) $45 a week is what she gets. That's it. Not a drop more. Um, but like I said, I don't, you know, I don't put it down. But now what do you think about this whole thing in gas prices? Because, you know, when, if you pay attention to the news, which I don't, you know, follow everything super close, mm-hmm. but they're saying that only like a very small percentage of our gas even comes from like this region where the war is at, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to figure out why our gas prices have <laughs> spiked. And they're blaming it on the war. Yeah, because they can. I don't know. I don't really understand all that stuff either. I thought that we got a lot more from overseas. um, And that's why, you know, it would always like, whenever something happens over there, there's, you know, whenever there's a conflict or an issue, prices go up. Um, So I didn't know that we didn't really get a lot from over there. But what I do know is that they know that we don't know that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, I think it's just a good reason. Like, why not? Let's take this opportunity while we can. Well, that's what I mean. Like, if you, you know, because I caught that on the news one night on one of the shows and they were talking about, well, we only get, you know, 3% of our, you know, gasoline that's used or, you know, petroleum, whatever it is, fuel that's used in the U.S. comes from that particular region, you know, where of Russia or, you know, I, I don't know where exactly over there. But it was a very small percentage. So I was just thinking to myself, okay, so then why is our gas spiking? I'm not completely understanding that. 
They always playing us. They just be trying to take our stuff, man. And was <laughs> it's like at the beginning of the pandemic or at some point during the pandemic, I remember, especially in South Carolina where you are, gas was so cheap. And I mean, I get it. Nobody was driving. Like they were trying to get people to buy some gas, but like it was so cheap. <laughs> the cheapest I think I've ever seen in my life, probably. And now here we are, you know, a couple years later, there's a little something, something going on across seas and y'all out here taxing like that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really crazy. The capitalistic society and taking advantage of uh, people on their couple little dollars that they've got. You know, we can never get ahead because they always find a way to try to take whatever little bit that we store up, you know. The man, the man always. The man, the man. <laughs> okay, so, um, you know, I like to keep up with the pop culture, you know, uh-huh, uh-huh. and whatnot. What has been, it's kind of died down a little bit now, I think, but what I have thought has been really interesting to watch and have conversations about over the past couple of months is the whole Kanye West drama, him and Kim and the divorce and his craziness. Yeah. Yeah. That, right. Yeah. I mean, I've heard about it. I don't really, you know, follow it too much just, you know, because it's to me, it's so outlandish and un, um, I can't really relate to the nonsense that they're, you know, going through, and it's not even entertaining to me. It's kind of sad because there are children involved. Yeah, it was very sad. But I do think that it's one of those things where, like, you know, we tend to think, or people tend to think that, like, if you're not a celebrity, your life is so much different than that of celebrities. And to me, this has been a situation that has been like, this is what a lot of women go through whenever they're, you know, ending a relationship with a guy who doesn't want it to end or getting divorced from a guy who doesn't want it to end because, like, that's true. I ain't acting crazy. I mean, we already know he has his issues. Right. Don't get the treatment and whatever that he really needs to manage that stuff consistently. But like, he has really been wilding with Kim. And it's like, I, I'm not a Kardashian fan or anything like that. But I mean, safety is safety and right is right and wrong is wrong. And I think that some of the things that he's been doing and saying, it's just like, bro, accept the fact that it's over. Yeah. And- woman live yeah but you know and not to necessarily play devil's advocate or whatever but you know you have to remember that the kardashians are a media marketing oh yeah machine and you know their mom is all about you know creating opportunities where perhaps there aren't any yeah and so i don't know what this would parlay into but i am relatively certain that she is thinking beyond that about TV shows or sponsorships or marketing, you know, revenues or something like that. So I, while I agree that, you know, some of the foolishness that's been going on with Kanye is, is ridiculous um, and unnecessary, you know, a lot of the narrative is coming from the Kardashians. And so, you know, I don't know what, if anything, Kim is contributing either. I don't know about that. I mean, I think for sure Chris probably is strategizing, you know, how to handle it. But I mean, a lot of this stuff has been him putting out the craziness himself, him recording videos, him tweeting and posting, you know. So I think, and I mean, I think they should spin it and, you know, try to figure out a way to not have so much of their personal drama out there um, in this way, at least. But 
I mean, I think Kanye is doing it himself. Like, he's the one that's out here acting crazy. Um, yeah. And it's just, it's, I think he thinks it's doing something for him and it's not. Yeah. And I don't even know, you know, when you have a mental um, deficiency, if you really even realize, you know, like, I don't know if he's thinking through consequences or whatever, or if it's just impulse, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's just acting because that's just mentally how to whatever is going on in his life in that particular moment. And there's no real thought to, oh, how is this going to reflect on me? How is this going to reflect on my family? How is this going to reflect on my children? You know, I don't think he's really thinking about that. It's just about, okay, I have an impulse to feel a certain way in this moment. And whether it's to make me feel better or to make her feel worse, um, there's no thought about the whole, you know, the whole consequences of or, or unintended outcomes that come from, you know, some of his behaviors, especially where his children are concerned. Yeah. And like I said, if it was just them, it's, you know, whatever. But I just, I particularly don't care for it because the kids are involved. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I think the oldest girl is old enough now to, you know, I mean. Look, kids, <laughs> them Kardashian kids be on social media telling all the secrets and stuff. <laughs> See, nope. I didn't know that. I just saw something the other day that said that Mason, it was talking about, it was screenshots. Mason, I think it's Courtney's maybe oldest son or something. Mm -hmm. Anyway, he's old enough to have social media to understand what's going on. And he was just spilling all the tea about what was going on. Like, <laughs> oh, we did this. Kim said that. Kanye's doing this. <laughs> and Kim, or no, I think Kylie was messaging him like, Mason, stop. Like, I'm going to tell your mom to like, take this stuff down. You shouldn't. <laughs> so I don't know. Their family just, that's too much. Yeah, like I said, they live in the stratosphere, so I don't really, you know, I, I hear it and I, you know, know loosely what's going on, but I don't follow it very closely. Yeah. So another celebrity topic that's been hot um, for a while since the Oscars has been the slap that was heard around the world. Yeah. Right. Between Will Smith and Chris Rock. Yeah. Uh -huh. So... And it's real. It's been really interesting to me to see the polarization that has um, surrounded this. Yeah. Even in our own community, you know, between the people that support Chris and the people that support Will, um, <laughs> it's just been it's just been fascinating <laughs> to watch and see these different um, different perspectives. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I it's that's quite a topic yeah I <laughs> I don't even know what to say um so personally I don't think I really support necessarily either honestly mm -hmm. like I just I think it was blown up to be a bigger deal than it really had to be I mean I'm not saying that you know violence is right we know that violence is wrong however I'm also saying that you have to believe as an adult that there's something you could get slapped for <laughs> So I just think like there's some sort of balance to find here. I mean, I, I I don't think that Will made the right choice per se. Yeah. And, you know, a situation where he's overtaken by emotion and does something that even he realizes isn't right. Um, at the same time, Chris is a grown man. I'm sure he has been hit before. I mean, it's not like the man got like he tried to stab him or something like it was a slap. Um, so I, I understand that it was also on like a big public platform. And so not only was the violence wrong, but also it's just kind of embarrassing for it to happen on 
live television and all of that as well. Um, and nobody should be assaulted. But like I said, I, don't, I just think it's a balance. Like I think it's, I don't necessarily support or not support either one of them. I think it's an unfortunate thing that happened. Um, but you know, sometimes, yeah. sometimes your mouth can get you slapped. <laughs> Also, sometimes you got to let your, your, you can't go harder to defend people that won't even defend you. So I'm going to just leave that at where it's at for Will as well. Because Jada been talking real reckless for a minute too. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I, you know, I agree. But the, the thing that's most whatever to me about it is that they're comedians. Yeah. And this is what comedians do kind of thing. I didn't understand, you know, other than the emotion that was involved in that particular thing. And obviously something that must be going on in his life and his marriage in this moment. But, you know, um, it's what comedians do. And he himself is a comedian. So I didn't understand the extreme reaction to a joke. Um, which he actually laughed at himself initially. Exactly. That's the thing. So, yeah, it was kind of like, hmm, what is this about? This is about something else. This isn't about the joke Yeah. Um, that was told. So, yeah, that was a hot mess. But, you know, I don't see it as much. But, yeah, it, it was a big topic um, over the last couple of months or, you know, since that, that award show um, has, uh, has been on. So, yeah. Yeah. So another thing that right now is pretty hot in the media, I was just listening to someone talk about that this morning, is this whole deal with Twitter and Elon Musk. Oh, yeah. Right. So apparently he has made an offer. I don't know if the transaction has taken place yet or not. But anyway, he's agreed. I think they reached an agreement. Oh, they have. Okay. So he's planning to buy Twitter for $44 billion with a B. That's crazy. Which is crazy that one person has that kind of wealth, but okay. Um, Because there are only, what, like 8 billion people in the United States? So I'm just thinking, like, you have uh, obviously more than 44 billion, if you can give 44 away. So I'm thinking you could give everybody in the United States a billion dollars. You give all 8 billion of us just one, one of those billion. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm like, it's crazy, but I did hear a statistic um, yesterday and I'm, I'm totally going to butcher it because I don't remember exactly what it was, but it's like the top eight wealthiest people in the United States, they, they, they collectively have more wealth than the other, however many billions of us there are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Eight people, eight people have more wealth than uh, it's, I can't even fathom. Yeah, no, it's crazy. And it's like, again, I I feel like I always do this because I can see everything from both sides. But (laughs) I just feel like on one hand, you know, it's not any one person's responsibility to take care of every other person in the world. Right. On the other hand, to whom much is given, much is required. And there comes a point when like you have so much money, like when you reach that B status, I mean, and I feel like it really probably happens somewhere in the M's you know, somewhere in the, in the high M's and the high millions, but especially when you reach that billion status, like what can you really do with all that money? Why are you hoarding it when there are people who literally are losing their lives because they don't have food or they don't have anywhere to live? So it's a crazy concept. I agree to, for him to have that much money. And especially Elon, like, I just feel like he's really like 
full of it. You know, like he just yeah. just to show off that he has money. And on one hand, it's like, wow, that's kind of cool. On the other hand, it's like, you are a butthole and you should not. Yeah. No, I agree. I don't think that there's enough good being done in the world, at least in the United States. Yeah. Um, with that wealth. You know, I don't think that we should have people that are, you know, I don't think we should have veterans living on the streets. And I don't think we should have the issues with mental illness and mental wellness and um, poverty and things like that. When we have people that have the means to eradicate that in our country um, at this particular time by providing the resources that are needed um, to do that. But what I will say is, um, I don't know if you've seen the movie. Some of our listeners who are in my age bracket will remember <laughs> a movie called Brewster's Millions. Um, and <laughs> it was um, it was a story about um, a comedian who got like a million dollars. I can't remember some. I don't remember the whole story you know, thing of the story, but he was given a million dollars, but the only way he got to keep it was if he was able to give it all away in like a certain period of time. Mm-hmm. And what he found was that, you know, it's kind of that the more you make, the the more you give, the more you make kind of thing. Yeah. And so he would try to give it away and then he would still end up making money off of whatever he gave away and stuff. So I think what happens with these rich people, once you get to a certain level, I know Mackenzie Scott is like that. Like she's given away, I forget how many billions of dollars this yeah. year. And the one thing I will say about her is, and I'm guessing they're all doing this to some degree, she's given to causes that are important to her and that are making a difference, you know, in communities. Because I know even in our community here, she's given some um, endowments, millions of dollars to some things, um, organizations that are doing real good in the community. So, um, but the thing about it is it's a tax write-off for her. So she's going to benefit, you know, you give away $3 billion dollars. Um, which I think was the last number I heard, like she had given away, donated $3 billion and she still had, you know, $50 billion net worth or something. Um, but they have to give it away in order to continue to re- receive all the tax benefits and things so that they don't have to pay the government and they can hold on to their wealth. So it's this like cycle um, that they go through, you know, at that particular level. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, and you know, there's just a lot of, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Twitter. Um, because there's just been a lot of speculation about where he's going to take it because, you know, he's from South Africa, Mm -hmm. part of apartheid, what his beliefs are and those kinds of things and how he's going to potentially change, um, the way that people are able to communicate and utilize Twitter, which is really going to be an interesting situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'll definitely, I'll be interested to see what he does with it because he's an interesting sort of guy. And I mean, don't get me wrong, I want me a Tesla. Um, but he has a lot of pretty, uh, how should I say, interesting ideas. <laughs> um, so I, I'll be interested, interested to see what he does with it. Um, okay, so another hot topic that I thought of is actually it's about you. Uh, oh. I don't know if it was on your mind, but I feel like in this first quarter of the year, your uh, your other business, the speaking council has really been taking off like you've had a couple in you know contracts and I think you have a few more coming up this year. Um, so that's really exciting. 
Yeah, um, I have recommitted myself um, this year to um, making that a priority. It had kind of got put on the back burner for a number of reasons over the last two or three years. And um, but yeah, I'm really committed. I'm also committed to getting my book written, Mm. getting it written and published by October um, in time for Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And so I'm really working hard towards that goal um, as well. But yeah, and, and what I will say to those listeners out there, mothers, daughters, and anyone else who's listening, um, if you have an idea or if you have a business that you're trying to um, pursue, to just do it, just jump in and do it. But what I will say also is that you've got to schedule it and you've got to be committed about it because that's what I have found has helped me, you know, because I've been writing a book and it's really interesting because at work, like we have these little like second and third graders who've published books. Like we had another one in our office the other day, like he's in second grade, he's published like three books. And I'm like, gee, I've been trying to write one book for 10 years, you know, and here this little, you know, eight year old has already published three books. Yeah. Um, but again, he had parents that were driven and stayed on him to complete his idea and, you know, get it done. So I think, you know, you've just at some point got to put your, you know, your nose to the, the grindstone and you've just got to be committed to um, to getting it done. And all things are possible because I never would have thought that I would be in this particular position. Um, but it is going really, really well. And it's because of the effort that I've put into it and the attention I've given it. Um, again, making it a priority. So yeah, I'm doing really well. Um, my goal this year is a very small whole should be attainable, easily attainable goal, which is to book one speaking engagement per quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's only four speaking engagements for the year, paid speaking engagements, and I've already knocked two out. So um, so that's, that's, really, um, that's really good. So I'm on my way. And I think Um, I'm one of those people that has a fear of success, not a fear of failure. I have no doubt that I can do this and that I can do it well and that I can move on um, into potentially making this my full-time career, but that kind of scares me. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, losing all of the comfort and security of having a nine-to-five and what comes with that. So, but yeah, I'm excited about it. Yeah, I am too. I'm excited for you. And it's been um, inspiring also to watch you you know, pursue that and see it come to fruition, like you said, with the with the planning and, you know, the work put in to see that um, you can make it happen. So I'm proud of you. And I think it's um, going to be also very cool to watch how that continues to grow throughout this year and future years. So, yeah. yeah. And for you as well, because I've watched Biashara come back online. Yeah. Vengeance. Yeah, she's come back. Um, yeah, for those that don't know, Biashara is a uh, Instagram page that I've created, sort of another business. Um, also, I've created a TikTok for it recently, but um, it's to highlight Black-owned businesses. And I started it in 2020. Right. <laughs> and, you know, same sort of thing. Like, I, you know, started in 2020, and then I, I wasn't exactly sure what the direction was going to be. Um, the pandemic happened and um, I got engaged and started planning wedding. And so anyways, it kind of back burner. But yeah, it's been a goal of mine this year to bring it back to the forefront. Um, so yeah, that's what I've been doing. Just trying to be consistent and creative, which is tough for me. I'm not a creative person. 
So, um, so yeah, we'll see where it goes. Awesome. Well, we are both doing good things, which mothers and daughters um, can certainly do with the support of one another. And so I'm always thankful and grateful for your support of the things that I uh, try to do. Yeah. Well, I think that's going to be about it. I think we have wind down the first quarter as much as we can. I think so. I think so. Hit all the hot topics. Yeah. So we will be doing this quarterly. This is our first installment. Um, but I am excited to see what else we have. All right. Sounds good. I'll see you next time. See you next time. Thanks for listening. We hope you'll join us for our next episode and follow us on all of our social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube.